0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Post to Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Ronan. How are you doing, bud? Doing alright, man. How's things for you? Everything going okay? Everything's doing well. It's Friday night, baby. Getting
1: the weekend started with the podcast. Nice. I got a bunch of skates in this week, actually. I played uh, my normal Wednesday morning, and then I filled in, I think Wednesday night, yeah, 10 o'clock game in Hingham. Nice. So I played that, and then I picked up uh, next Monday, too, 10 o'clock at there.
0: I was just saying... um, I think I felt my age. Uh, not last week, but the week before, I uh, got—I was fine. Got on the ice, and I don't know what the hell I did between getting being off the ice and onto the ice. But something happened to my lower back, and the entire time uh. I was just stretching out my lower back. I get off, and it's all older guys, too. I'm like, I don't know what the hell happened. They all looked at me like straight face, be like, you're getting old, bud. And I'm like, no, this is what it's like. <laughs> oh, I never thought this day would come. Here I am, almost 32 at the end of this month. Can you oh, believe that? Jesus. Happy birthday it's coming up, then. Terrible. Cool. I feel like I'm 60 years old. Nice. Well, I don't know, man. Should I start doing the will now? Oh, Jesus, dude. You're getting dark on me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel old. Just, <laughs> that's all it is. Um, what the hell fell? Oh, no, dude. Okay. It is what it is. You want me to stop this off, bud? You got it. All right. So Take it away. These are actually my notes, too. So, the Amateur Oil has traded goalie Alex Stalock to the Sharks for future considerations. Um, this comes the day after the Oilers claimed him off waivers by Minnesota. Staylock's last NHL game was with Minnesota back on March 7th, 2020. And, uh, I don't know why they have that in my notes, but, um, it is what it is.
1: That's pretty friggin' surprising that Staylock's last game was 2020, dude. Like, I never would have guessed that. That's wild. Right. I Um, feel like
0: he's at least played a few games, right?
1: Well, apparently not, right? Apparently not. Um, Um... I felt like he did. I felt like he was still relevant. I thought he was really good when he was in the league back in 2020. He was not a household name, but no, an NHL fan would know him and say he's a pretty good goalie, probably right. like top 15 in the league. I think he
0: was solid with Minnesota, and uh, when he got traded back, it's actually back to San Jose because he was Jose. with San Jose. I think he was solid on both teams. Like I will not say start, a starter, but a solid backup at least. You Know,
1: know what I want to look into? I want to find out what – future considerations actually end up Means. being like yeah. does anyone end up following up like oh by the way thanks for that alex daylock here's this guy yeah you know what i mean i feel like it's more of like a like maybe like a show of goodwill between the two teams it's like hey we do a lot of business together like keep us in in, that might in mind for the future if there's some moves that you're looking to make you know what i mean
0: that might be it um i like <clears throat> Like, I can only imagine, like, draft day, you know? Or just like, hey, remember we gave you, like, Alex Daylock for future considerations? Want to give us, like, Yeah, want know, to trade this?
1: down from pick number 7 to pick number 14, right, something exactly, like that. exactly, something you know? like that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'd be curious. This is all business, too, business yeah. perspective, so. I don't know. I don't know why the hell that was in my notes. Like, I was looking into this, I'm like, why Why did we write this down? There's been a lot
1: of uh, players moved around for future considerations over the past couple of weeks. It's right. kind of weird. hmm
0: Uh, Moving on, uh, continuing with Oilers news, uh, sorry, uh, Vicky Perlini. I think that's how you say it, uh, Oilers Brendan Perlini's mom, took to Twitter in response to the Edmonton Oilers tweet that Brendan Perlini was placed on waivers and that her son found out through her because of that tweet. Uh, Tough look on Edmonton. I'm seeing shades of Flurry right now from uh, Vegas.
1: Yeah, it's never a good thing, and, I mean, I'll never understand it. I don't understand how... Before these things happen, that a coach, a GM, an owner, no one calls the guy to let him know. Like, it's not even like he was, you know, sent to the minors or um, traded, anything like that. It's just placed on waivers. You don't tell the guy, right? You're, I don't know. It just hey, seems like poor business practice.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We just talked about how this is a business and people are professional, but this isn't very. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. That's like going to work and your boss being like, oh. You didn't get the tweet that I sent out that you were fired last night? Like, that's kind of fucked, you know?
1: Yeah, that's kind of nuts. I
0: don't know. Uh, but moving on here to big, big, big scores this week. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks beat the New Jersey Devils 8-5 to this week. The Blackhawks' Brandon Hagel and Patrick Kane both got hat-tricks that night. Uh, New Jersey pulled their goalie for an empty net which would be Hagel's hat-trick goal. During the sprint to the puck, P.K. Sluban trips him into the empty net, and a scrum ensues. Did you see that fight that yeah. happened?
1: Yeah, that was nuts. It yeah. was kind of crazy to see Hagel like go into the net like that too, and he kind of yeah. got up and was like excited to celebrate, but then all of his guys kind of jumped super in after. <laughs> it was pretty funny, and then he was like, oh, got to get involved now.
0: Yep, yep. got to do something about that, but it, Thanks. I don't think there's any hats left because Patrick King got the hat trick and then yeah. Hagel. So just that
1: like, would be interesting. I, I mean, obviously, I've only been to a few games in, in the grand scheme of things, but um, to see two hat tricks, like
0: that's nuts. Cool.
1: The, the Bruins, the last game I went to, um, Pasternak scored a hat trick, and I threw my hat on the ice and I bought a new hat. And they do them thirty percent off when there's a hat trick, so yeah. I bought a new one. But like, imagine like you go out there, you buy thirty percent off, you throw, it. then another hat <laughs> trick happens, you <laughs> throw that one on the ice, like the next one like, was that sixty fifty percent off, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, uh,
1: another big game this week too. The LA versus Boston game was nuts as well, with a final score of seven to nothing. The majority of the stats in this game were dead even. Uh, LA to Boston shots, thirty four to thirty two, hits thirty to thirty three, and face offs thirty four to thirty four. But and the Bruins just got the puck luck.
0: Ended up seven yeah. nothing. That doesn't make sense.
1: Better scoring opportunities is what I think. You know, um, just a heavier mindset, and yeah. Speaking about LA, we
0: don't really have them in our. Uh, we don't really have them. Or what I'm going to say in notes, but today tonight on Friday, March 4th, uh, I can't remember who they're playing. Oh, Winnipeg Jets. They had three goals in 46 seconds. Was that them? I thought it was Blue Jackets. I thought it was a different
1: team. I didn't know it was L.A. That's nice. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry. It's Blue, Blue Jackets. Jackets. Sorry, yeah. I was
0: trying to remember it offhand. It's Blue Jackets versus L.A. And Quick gave up, uh, well, I should say the team just in general gave yeah. up. Three goals in 46 seconds. That's nuts. That's nuts. Uh, we had another high-scoring game this week. Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Detroit Red Wings. Ho, ho, ho. Almost messed it up nice. again. Nailed You're waiting. It. I Nailed saw it. you over there. Nailed it. Uh, they beat them 10-7, to 7, which became the highest-scoring game of the 21st century. Mitch Marner picked up four goals and two assists in the nightmare of a game for a goalie. Uh, To break down some stats here, Toronto's Jack Campbell made 20 saves on 25 shots. Peter Morozak made four saves on six shots. Uh, For Detroit, Alex Nedeljkovic made 19 saves on 25 (laughs) shots, which just sounds terrible. And Thomas Grease made 10 saves on 14 shots. Um, Interestingly enough, Toronto has come out and said that they will not be looking for goaltending before the trade deadline. Uh, Campbell this season sits at a 2.55 GAA and .917 save percentage, and Morozak with a 3.5 Point two two GAA and .890 save percentage. Uh, Toronto just building their team around offense, and it's just a dumb move uh, to not get better goaltending unless they want to get swept in the first round of the playoffs again. You don't think Jack Campbell can get them out of the first uh, round? Nope, not at all. I think he could.
1: What's wrong with a nine
0: one seven and a two five five? If it's all offensive and they don't have the defensive guys and they don't have like solid, Jack Campbell is a great goalie. I'm not going to put that aside, but he's a backup. Man, you you no
1: Jack Campbell's a starter for sure. You think so? For sure, yeah. You put him on if he can be on the Toronto Maple Leafs, like you're saying, on a heavily offensive team, and put up a 2.55. Like any other team he's on is obviously going to do not as not as well as that, right? Mm -hmm, right. And then when you think about it, it, if they're heavily like a heavily offensive team and he's averaging two and a half goals a game, you don't think the Leafs can put up three goals to get the wins in the playoffs? You know, I don't know. I think I think they're not wrong in saying that they're not looking for a goalie but i think they should be looking for a backup right or a 1a1b because do you, do you think do you,
0: is the issue not Campbell in my opinion okay do you think do you think Campbell is Stanley Cup goaltending
1: no and i think you you're not going to get Stanley Cup goaltending on the Toronto Maple Leafs it's just just not those, those two happen. things just don't happen you mm-hmm. know um i think that if they were to say we are looking for goaltending you're going to make you're going to get in your own starting goalie's head and make him think Oh, they need someone else that's better than me. I'm not performing. I'm going to shrivel up and, and suck now, you know? Mm-hmm, right. So, I don't know. I think they're playing it right, and maybe they will. Like, I, I've heard, I've seen talks of getting Flurry to go to Toronto. That'd be kind of cool. Ooh. Right? That'd be a nice little pickup. That'd up be on. interesting.
0: Flurry and the whole Toronto uh, shebang with uh, all the interviews and everything, too. I think that would get to him?
1: No, I think he's very good with the media, very good with uh, the spotlight and being. Front and center, you know, number one for attention. So, I don't know.
0: I think he'd be all right. I feel like we just talked about this, too. Remember I did the uh, little side-to-side with Freddie Anderson and Peter Morazek how they changed, and Freddie Anderson right now in Carolina is one of the top goalies in the mm-hmm. league. Yep. And Peter Morozik kind of just fell apart. But would uh, that happen with the— uh, I don't think Morazek was, like, say, crazy
1: good last season, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, he. W- I won't say crazy good, but better. Yeah, When he yeah. played for yep. Carolina, yep. right? Um, They had a much better team in front of you, like, well-rounded. Right, Exactly. Um, but with that said, uh, I don't know because Flurry's having a hot time right now too. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see where he goes because yeah. he does. He d- I remember Flurry did say he wanted to end, he wanted to finish off the season with Chicago. So I feel like if anything's gonna happen, it's gonna be at the end of the year. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, we like we said today's the fourth. Uh, this will drop for you guys on the seventh. So next week we'll be looking at a trade deadline. So we'll probably have an answer
0: for you in a couple weeks if Flurry moves or not. Hopefully. But- Odds are probably that he'd stay if he said that. Sweet old Flory, we'll go back to the Blackhawks here. Uh, Chicago has named 33-year-old Kyle Davidson as the team's GM. Uh, He becomes the 10th GM in franchise history and also the youngest active GM in the NHL. Uh, He is also in his 12th season with the organization. Before being named GM, Kyle oversaw all of Blackhawks' salary cap management. He assisted with day-to-day operations, player contracts, entry drafts, salary arbitrations, collective bargain agreements, as well as scouting the professional and amateur levels. He's done it all. Uh, I don't know how much. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know much about him. Uh, but the fact he's been all around the organization, doing different jobs, and being there for so long makes me think it's a solid decision for the organization's part.
1: And I kind of noticed too. Like it seemed like as his first order of business, he was not interested in working with these two guys. Uh, Assistant general manager Ryan Stewart and the vice president of amateur scouting Mark Kelly are both canned before the end of the week uh, after he was hired so. right. or promoted rather because he's been with the organization mm-hmm. but it kind of seems like Kyle has been the guy I mean David Kyle Davidson's been the guy since you know he got on there it right. seems like they've groomed him and made sure that he touched you know every All bucket and make sure we know you know every role of a I GM
0: that, I think that's yeah exactly no you nailed it right there I was just about to say like what well, I think I feel like what would be a good role for, Sorry, I feel like what would make a good GM is to be all around. Instead of just, like, being jumped straight to GM, do all the different roles, know what it's like, know what the people who are doing those roles are like personally Mm -hmm. and how the job is done. And then become the GM. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're gonna see like a huge difference with the Chicago Blackhawks. And, and
1: a lot like we say GM and no one really looks at it as like general manager. No one really looks at it as management, right? Right. But the first rule of managing is like you should be able to know exactly what every person below you is doing. Yep. Whoever you're directing to do, mm-hmm. you should be able to do their job. Right. And you never ask someone to do something that you couldn't do yourself or wouldn't do yourself. Right. Um, so I, I think that's a huge part of it too. But there are a lot of GMs in the league that are strictly focused on you know, cat management or scouting or drafting and developing, right. you know, like they're brought in for that specific thing and then can because that's all you can bring to the table. Can do. Yep. So I think he's got a good resume. Uh, he's got everything on, you know, on, on the list. Every box is checked. Right. And um, yeah, I think he'll have a long tenure in the NHL as a GM. Right. I'd like to see him have a lot of success too. That'd be cool too. Me see. too.
0: That'd be cool. Another Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup. That'd be great. That'd be nuts. 2010. Yeah. It's been 12 years. Holy shit. Um, but moving they on. Wanted,
1: they won in 13 and 17 too, didn't they? I
0: don't think seven. Oh, it's, I remember 13. 13, definitely. I forgot about that. Not 17. I forget. Oh, no, I forget now. 17 was. Uh, no, se- sorry. 17 was the Pittsburgh Penguins with Matt Murray. 13 was the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I keep thinking 2010. But didn't they get three? That's why they called the Dynasty? No.
1: Okay. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure that Chicago is like the only team to get
0: three. Shit, maybe in I'm X drawing a blank here. Yeah, looked that up. Well, I do uh, some special news for Chris here. We Got to talk about it. Every week we got to talk about this. Uh, so quick Bruins news for Chris, especially Chris. Guys, what? listen, don't even have to listen in right now. Jeremy Swagman is the NHL's Rookie of the Month. He put up a 5-1-1 record with a 1.13 GAA, 0. .960 save percentage, and recorded two shutouts in those seven games swag as Thanks, I hate like it. To say. Yep. Thanks, I
1: hate it, as they say on Reddit. Yep. Um, there's actually another goalie that you glanced over from last week. You decided that it just wasn't important because he's not in Boston. Uh, Jake Ottinger, uh, this young goalie, he was, uh, what was he, third star of the week, uh, started all three games going 2-1-0 and, oh, and recording a ridiculous 0.98 GAA, .972 save percentage, stopping 104 of 107 shots, a 46 save shutout, and his second career shutout in Chicago.
0: Sorry, who does he play for again? Dallas Stars. Not Boston. That's, that's right. What I, that's what's going on. Yep. I only care about Boston, apparently, over here.
1: You're saying apparently, but that's kind of what it <laughs> seems like. Um, Blackhawks won in 2010, 2013, and 2015.
0: 2015. Yeah. Okay, yep. 2015. Well, I don't remember that. Interesting. Yep. Huh. All right. Uh, so, more rookie news from uh, Jeremy Swayman and uh, Andres Kind of rookie here.
1: That's what I would say, too. Like, he's not, but I feel like he could be.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Detroit Red. Oh, my God. I'm going to put myself in. Detroit Red Wings. Moritz (laughs) Sider, with 12 points in his last seven games, which is one goal and 11 assists, now holds the point streak franchise record by a rookie defenseman. Side so also tied Nicholas Lidstrom' stat of 40 points in their first 54 career games. Nuts. Uh, side note: Colorado Avalanche Nathan McKinnon set a new single-game uh, franchise record with 14 shots on goal. The previous record was 12, which I, I, I guess I'm a goalie, so I don't really pay attention to that. What do you think about 14 shots on goal? That's a
1: lot, if you think about it. Like, most games end with roughly 30, so he had half of his team's shots on goal almost, you know? Oh, okay. Like, if you think about it like that. Yeah, think about um, that. And then, if you break it down by period, he's got to have five shots on goal in 20 minutes, like, of the actual game time, and mm-hmm. then he's only on the ice for how long? You know what I mean? Like, let's oh, okay. say he's on the ice for 25 minutes out of the 60, yeah. and now he's put on a shot every two minutes, if you look at it like that. Okay. You know, Different ways to break it down and I check like it that. out,
0: but... Uh, I want to go back to Moritz Sider here, though. Um, so I did want to talk about. NHL put this up, too, the rank of the rookies, and there is 16 altogether. Um, where would you put Moritz Sider in all of them? If I were to. If. Like you have Jeremy Swayman up there. I feel like goalies are just different too. But if like yeah, yeah. you look at players, yeah, you put up more. You,
1: you can kind of compare them in the sense of like how well they're doing compared to like the their other, mm-hmm. you know, their direct competition. How good is he compared to forwards? How good is this guy compared to his defenseman? And same thing for goalies. Right. I would say Moritz Sider's number one. I think he's going to be the Calder winner this year. What do you think? Lucas Raymond is up there too. I think it's between those two guys.
0: It, it's yeah, it's almost insane. Trevor Zegers is up there. Uh I, I keep saying Alex Nadelkovic. I'm like, he's been in the league for... But
1: Another one, I, Michael Bunting on, on Michael the Michael Bunting the has he's come like, out of nowhere. He's like know? 27, but he still technically qualifies to be he's rookie up, yeah. of the year. Yep. Um, And he's in between McDavid and Dreisaitl for either points or goals in the league. I I'm, forget what it is. I want
0: to do a quick... Uh, so the 16 players, Sam, I'll, I'll do it real quick for everyone listening. Do here. not
1: read all 16 names. I'll kill you. Uh,
0: yeah, fucking try. This
1: is not like the rank either. This is just rank the rookies. Like put them in the order you want them in
0: well these are all the rookies that are up there for the calder yeah right i guess so right and you got like gold caulfield mike bunting you know the i'll talk i'll say the main dudes here you got drysdale uh right that's how you say it yeah
1: janeau's pretty good uh
0: then you got lucas raymond like i said moritz sider and trevor zegers those are like the main ones yeah yeah i don't know
1: who's the top rookie goalie you think
0: uh well yeah so he got Cabo Kakanin, Alex Nedelkovich and uh, Jeremy Swayman. And Delkovich is still an option, huh? That's right. funny. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, I don't I would think say I sh- don't think a goalie's gonna win it this year. Not not because he's Boston, but I still think Swayman in this list. I don't know. I don't think he's he's that elite. But I love more. I think
1: Nadelkovich is a better goalie uh, than Swayman. And who is the other one? Capo Kakinen. I don't I I don't know enough about it. he's Minnesota, right? Cabo Kakinen's
0: been solid. I uh, I just don't
1: watch enough of his games to know. Okay. You know?
0: But as a player, I'm shocked you uh, – I, I like Moritz Sader. I do like Moritz Sider, but for a, like, Calder, I guess, i want to go with Trevor Zegers.
1: I think he – I think the thing that you get, like, people – Not you. With? The thing that people get, like, misconstrued with it is, like, it almost, be, like, turns into a popularity contest with how good Zegers is, the shit that he's pulling off, like, the, the – light and spotlight and attention he's bringing to the league. Right. That's huge. You know what I mean? That's, right. like, invaluable to the NHL. Right. Uh, but more Sider is on, like, a bum team, um, putting the team on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's more of, like, the league MVP, you know what I mean? Right. At the end of the season. And I think that's more important to me if you're talking about... Right. Um...
0: And he's also with, uh, Lucas Raymond, too. Yeah, that's... Yeah, close. and
1: they're, they're boosting each other's stats. But yeah. one's a defenseman and one's a forward, so mm-hmm. that's a little different, too. But, um... I don't know that that is tough, I think it' be a tough I, I want Zegers to win it because I like him obviously I've liked him since before he was like popping off right, but um I think Moritz cider just earned it deserves it is mm-hmm. producing more consistently and frequently than Zegers,
0: especially when you tie the same stats as Nicholas S who's like one of the best yeah. players in the league yeah. you know
1: it would be interesting to see a defenseman win it too,
0: yeah that's a good po- that's
1: a good point too. And that's the other thing, because they, they hone in on, like, points, 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 and it's like that's not always the case when it comes to defense and things like that. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, moving on from that to uh, the Hamburglers back. We're going to talk more goalies here. Uh, Andrew Hammond started for, the Mon- for Montreal this week. Uh, the Ottawa Senators... Jesus, can I say that again? So a- Andrew Hammond started for Montreal this week against Ottawa Senators in Ottawa, and was greeted with McDonald's hamburgers thrown on the ice for old time's sake. Uh, the Canadians won two to one with Hammond making 26 stops of 27 shots on net. Uh, do you remember the hamburger?
1: Yeah, we talked about him last week when he came back up.
0: Did we? It yeah, was we brought him up last week. week before. Yeah. yeah.
1: But imagine being a fan and just like sneaking in a McDouble and just beaning like a <laughs> NHL player like in that head with it, dude. Like
0: they God he's got a mask right like, who
1: would they hit on montreal like who's who's <laughs> the guy that everyone fucking hates on montreal oh, i don't God. know i don't think there really is one right now because they're just like no, right that's now. like kicking a guy when they're down <laughs> just like throwing hamburgers <laughs> at the montreal canadians bench
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know it was, it was cool to see again it's been i feel like forever since i've seen ottawa start throwing like burgers on the ice with a hamburger even hamburger came from like not even just the nhl it was like what was the University of Maine or something like that? That's when it started?
1: Yeah, they, they all get these dumb nicknames. Dumb, dumb.
0: Hamburger was probably the best one, though, by far. Yeah, far and away. I like that one. Uh, so we're going to s- keep on with the Montreal talk here. Uh, the Canadians faced the Winnipeg Jets this week, and it was the first time playing against Mark Shef- I was gonna say Schifley uh, since game one of the playoffs where he ransacked Montreal's Jake Evans. Mark Shifley came out and said, If Jake ever wants to give me a fight, I'll answer the bell. Uh, the Jets won the game 8-4 to with Shifley getting his 19th and 20th goals of the season. Time out real quick. That's really good for him considering it took him, like I
1: think, 20 games to score a goal this season or something. He was zero Just goals for the first 17 yep. or
0: something like that. He finally got his skates back. Yeah. Know? Uh, Montreal's Chris Weidman did end up fighting Shifley in this game, which was nice to see since the two too chicken shit to stand up for the goalies when they get run into. Uh, referee Tim Peel came out on Twitter saying he has zero respect for Mark Shifley. And what he did to Jake Evans, he says Shifley has also never had respect for officials either and finishes a tweet applauding Chris Weidman for his fight with Shifley. Um, I was actually ready for this game. I thought it'd be a lot more crazy, but... Apparently not.
1: It's kind of a snooze fest, like I said, when it comes to Montreal playing. But yeah. um, Jake Evans even had a quote, too, about this. Uh, I'm going to butcher it, but it was basically along the lines of, like, yeah, I thought this was all said and done and settled last season when we knocked them out of the playoffs mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know?
0: 100%. I mean, yeah, Montreal had that run, you know? But No,
1: wait. Mon- Montreal did not get bounced by Winnipeg, so what the hell was that? I don't know. I butchered that Jake Evans quote, but something like that. He's basically, I thought this was settled at the end of last season, you know? Yeah. Well, Jake Anyways.
0: Evans was Montreal, so they they ransacked Winnipeg and just kept Yes, going to the that's
1: what it is. Let's yep,
0: say. there we go. But oh, man, I, it's funny when this this information came up because they re showed that hit from Mark Scheifele. God, yeah, damn, dude. brutal. Like, he lined him up. Brutal. It was just yeah, it wasn't looking good. Another record this week on Tuesday's game against the New York Islanders. The Colorado Avalanche won five to three, getting their 40th win in 54 games and tying the Detroit. Red Wings, for second place in fewest games to 40 wins in NHL history. The Red Wings, oh man, I'm giving myself a uh, tongue twister tonight, uh, took the second spot back in the 2000 2008 uh, season, the season that they won the Stanley Cup. And first spot is Washington Capitals from the 2015-16 season, where it took them 53 games to hit that 40-win mark. So congrats to Colorado. Uh, Colorado has been an absolute tear. Yeah, uh, this season it's great. Head to see. and shoulders above the rest of the league for yeah. sure, hundred uh, percent. Moving off from that too, let the last bit of NHL news this week. The NHL announced the next stadium series. It will be between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Washington Capitals on February eighteenth, twenty twenty three, in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Carter Finley Stadium. This comes a few weeks after uh, this year's Stanley – sorry, Stanley Cup. This year's Stadium Series where the Smashville Predators took on the Tampa Bay Bolts at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I love seeing TB rock the Canadian tuxedos and Nashville rock leather to the game. Yeah, that was cool as shit. Uh, fun to see the league relax, stress protocols, and let them do fun stuff like this. Uh, we just talked about what's his name coming in with the uh, Canadian tuxedo. Yeah,
1: Mike, I think his name Mike Pezzetta, mm-hmm. Uh coming he. So all the guys had to be dressed up formal, and I think he's just denim on denim Canadian tuxedo, and thought that would fly. Yeah, so. that mullet. <laughs> yeah, he had a mullet, mustache, like sick cowboy hat. I love you're
0: like He just thought that would fly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's probably gonna get
1: whacked from the league. Like I don't think he, can, he don't think that counts as a tuxedo. But so funny. But the the video, like they're getting off the bus, looking all sharp, and then like. It's like a normal video, and then it goes slow mo, and it's just him getting off the bus. Yeah, it's so good.
0: I still want that Smashville and Bolts jerseys, by the way. They were so sick. Yeah, those are nice. I like the Stadium series. Like, it's not as crazy as like the win a classic, but I feel like the Stadium series, like the jerseys and stuff for the team so far, have been like really cool looking. You know.
1: Yeah, except for Toronto's, those things suck.
0: Yeah, those are fucking atrocious. Uh but let's move on to some more action here. So some OHL and AHL talk. Uh, a player to look out for is the OHL's London Knights forward Luke Evangelista. Uh, the 20-year-old from Oakville, Ontario scored his third hat trick of the season, put, put, sorry, third hat trick of the season, putting him at 41 goals in 41 games and currently leads the league in goals with 42. Last year he played for the Chicago Wolves uh, of the AHL for 14 games, putting up four points. Uh, this is his third season with the London Knights. He was drafted 42nd overall to the Nashville Predators in the 2020 NHL Draft. Um, yeah, big dude to look out for. Again, young kid. Uh, look, Yeah, probably. I don't know. Hey, Chicago Wolves. You think. I didn't realize Chicago Wolves was uh, Nashville Predators AHL affiliate as well. Am hmm. I wrong with that? Thought that was uh I thought that was a Blackhawks affiliate. I know we. Wait, where do you see Nashville? Uh, he was, draft- oh, he was, drafted, he was drafted by Nashville? To Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Some some of the uh, don't, don't they share age? Yeah, you can like
1: loan players over to different teams to get them to like develop over there for some reason. I don't really see the benefit in it.
0: Nah, um,
1: but maybe it's like I have too many good prospects right now on my team. Right, I don't want to take away from one of my other guys. Right. If I can get him onto the Chicago roster to grow and develop, I'm
0: not losing oh, out, maybe, you know, I'm yep. not picking him over one of my own guys. Oh, maybe. That maybe. could be it. Yep. Um, let's see. Jack Hughes, Sally, has some competition after this week. Manitoba Moose of the AHL play the Chicago Wolves again, and it went into a shootout. Manitoba Moose player Jeff Mallett scores the game winner and immediately leaves the ice. Also had a muscle his way past the backup goalie on his way off the ice. Uh, reminded me of national Ryan Johansson. Scoring the OT game winner a few years ago and immediately leaving the ice. I love that. I – man, you sent me that It was a was savage move, It was a savage move.
1: And the fact that, like, he skates directly to, like, the Zamboni doors and, like, the backup goalie is, like, forced to open the open doors the door for, door him <laughs> for him and then basically just get, like,
0: not shoved out of the way, but, like, kind of look like he muscled past him a little bit. He's like, get out of here, dude. I love all this, like – there's, like – Four angles of it, and there's two of them that are just beautiful. Like I, I just have that on just like repeat. And it's just, it's just so funny. It's just so casual. Like he scores and just like no arms up, just like arms to the side, just like gets off the ice. Yeah,
1: savage. That's how Johansson did it too, when he won. And it was his was in overtime, so it was like live play rather than like shoot out where everything yeah. stopped and you watched watch the goal happen. This dude like. Scored live OT and just said, yep, so yeah, we're done here.
0: You got to do that at a rink where you could do that, where, like, you could just go off, like, the siding and, like, yeah. go to the back. Because yeah. you can't just do that going back to your bench. Yeah,
1: out, you know? 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another cool little celly, too. I don't know what league it was in. This was kind of messed up, actually. Uh, the team's celebrating a big win. They're all, like, huddled in the corner. It almost looks like high school or, like, youth. Um and, like, the parents are, like, over the glass, like, leaning over, yelling down, like, cheering with them. And one dad is, like, a little further to the left, and he's, like, li- hanging on the glass, like, with his fingers. Mm-hmm. And then he sees, his, like, one of the kids come over from the pile and goes, and in- the kid jumps up in the glass. The dad, like, lets go and backs away. And the glass just
0: shatters everywhere, like, all over the kid, all over the <laughs> oh, dad. <no>. Hilarious. <laughs> uh So more news here we got. Uh, we also have a goalie goal that happened this week. Lucas Dostel. Dostell, right, uh, who we've seen play for the Anaheim Ducks this season, scored a goal with the San Diego Gulls. Uh, they played the Colorado Eagles for a 5-2 win. Dostel made 51 saves and established the second longest shutout streak in team history, while also getting the first goalie goal in franchise history. The shutout streak came from the previous game versus the Henderson Silver Knights, where they won 4-0, and Dostel claimed his first career AHL shutout. Uh, this season, Dostal has played three games with the Anaheim Ducks going 1-1 one and one, and 22 games with the Gulls going 12-8 and eight, uh, with a 2.48 GA and point nine nineteen save percentage. Uh, that was cool as shit to see. Like, he put everything into it. I don't know if you've seen the other angle of it, but, like, he pretty much busts the ass trying to get it. Yeah, him. he
1: did. He, he fell. He ate shit. And even funnier, too, that, that goal goes in and uh – they're all celebrating, and I think the assistant captain gets hit with like a high stick or a butt end, like right in the mouth. Like oh. while wow, they're celebrating, that was hilarious too. That's good.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just cool to see a goalie goal. You gotta do so much, you know. You gotta have so much strength to do it. Because at that level, man, like you can't just like just toss it. Like this, this mm-hmm. plays with like such good hand-eye coordination that'll just knock it down. You know, be like, no, 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 no. You're not getting the goal. I here.
1: was uh, I was warming up this week, uh, my Wednesday morning skate, and I went to go like shoot a puck into the net, and that Montreal stick finally snapped like right, <laughs> right where that mummy tape job in the middle was. Like the foam core, just <laughs> I was like, all right, well, time no. to break out the Bauer, and I actually <laughs> used one of my new CCMs on the. Uh, in the the game, oh no, it's a warrior. One of the new warriors. Oh, was it in the uh, on the Did Wednesday night game? Yeah, that's it? yeah, good. Is, is it like heavy? It. No, it's pretty light. I mean, sticks a stick to me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> as
0: long
1: as it's <laughs> the is stick. Just not stick noticing it works. the
0: difference. Like Bauer's like really light. CCM's a little heavier now. Like I don't like wear. I don't, I don't like using it now. Mm. I don't know. It's what it is. Another hockey news. Top 2022 NHL draft prospect. Ivan. Oh my God. Here we go. I'm gonna butcher this. Myro Schnitschnik. Oh, let me take this Ivan Miro Schnitsch Shnitch, yeah. yeah, Miro yeah. Shnitchenko. Shnitchenko. There we go. Was recently diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma It will be taking time away from hockey. Uh Hodgkin's lymphoma is a cancer of the immune system called the lymphatic system. As the cancer progresses, it limits the body's ability to fight infections. Uh so from us to you, uh, I hope, you know, things get better i hope you find the treatment that you need sucks to suck man like you get to that level where it's like you're a draft pick in the nhl which is where you, you've been you know working your ass off too and yeah. then all of a sudden this bad news happens so yeah i feel um, like i've been
1: seeing this a lot more though the worst part is too hodgkin lymphoma is like one of the like worst cancers like that you can get the lymphatic system is very important in the human body mm-hmm. and uh i hear it's it's not exactly uh pain-free Oof, that's rough. sad enough. to see mm-hmm. i hope that he fights it and beats it yeah Yep. See him back on the ice, hopefully, too. That'd be cool.
0: That'd be great. Uh, you want to get this next one?
1: Yeah, so we missed one little NHL blurb here. Uh, Calgary versus Minnesota on February 26th. This was a good game to watch. Um, the Calgary defenseman, Oliver Shillington, ends up getting sent into the boards over the leg of Minnesota's forward, uh, Hartman. And from the camera angle, the injury looked really bad, but I don't think that Hartman had any intent of throwing Shillington like that. Hartman was like the attacking forward coming in towards the net the net basically mm-hmm. um it kind of helps his case in the sense of he didn't like try to kill him um and a scrum ends up building up shillington's down on the ice like he's not knocked out but he's like you know in pain right. uh he almost ends up at the bottom of this pile and Marks uh markstrom actually stepped out of the calgary net and protected him while he waited for the trainers mm-hmm. to come over and the big the big takeaway from all of this is i i just don't think it matters if a fighter scrum like. Should or should not happen You know what I mean right. Like does this player Need to answer the bell Yes or no yeah. That's not even the question Right now right The players in general Just need to be more aware Of injuries on the ice And like If he was seriously hurt Like the smallest movement Can change the outcome Of his injuries Like oh, if if he has a neck injury And someone like Kicks his head to the side Now you know He, he can get really Messed up by that You right. know mm-hmm. And we've seen it A ton of times Where players like Ragdoll on the ice And the players are like Basically borderline Stepping on their own Injured teammate Right Just so that they can like Fight fucking, Not even fight Like you know, Scrub. grab each other. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, are we serious? What are we doing here? You know.
0: You could tell by Hartman's uh, just the way he looked after that happened, where he just he kind of stood still, just like the hell just happened. Yeah, you know, he didn't and know. And I, I just Jacob Markstrom came out and was like attacked him, and then went to go uh, check out uh, Shillington and. I just knew it was bad just by like Marshram's like reaction because like he got on his knees just like look at Shillington and he's like waving over the trainers yeah. like oh shit like what's going on here, but good for Shillington that he's back though like oh he's already back playing again yeah he's oh, nice. back he was out for like just like a few days so and he was back. like faking doesn't hurt yeah he was just he's he's bluffing <laughs> like who was that uh who was that player that we we're talking about last year that just like. He just, like, knocked out, like, completely, like, ragdolled. And, like, literally, like, two days later, he's like, yeah, back on the ice. I
1: don't know. I know uh, Tavares I... got creamed in the playoffs. With that might have the head. I don't know. I just can't
0: remember. But, um... Oh, is this up Uh, no. Want to move on to uh, the next... Did you finish that, by the way? Yeah, oh, it's all good. Okay, cool. Uh, moving on uh, from that, uh, the Russia, Ukraine, and hockey news that, um... There's a lot going on right now with hockey, Russia, Ukraine, and it's all really impacting the hockey world. Uh, and they're really taking action and speaking out against it. Uh, so we got a bunch of notes here, what's going on so far in the past week. Uh, Dominic Kasich called to have Russian NHL player, contra- NHL player contracts suspended. Um, And then we have Wayne Gretzky came out and said he thinks international hockey should say they're not allowed to play in the World Juniors. Uh, The NHL came out in a statement that effective immediately, they are suspending their relationship with their business partners in Russia and discontinuing any consideration of Russia as location for anything involving the NHL. Some actions were taken in the KHL and IIHF as well. The KHL, or now former KHL team, Dynamo Riga, Announced they are leaving the KHL and all of its structures due to Russia's aggression in Ukraine. The double IHF suspended all Russian and Belarusian teams until further notice. They also withdrew the hosting rights of the 2023 World Juniors from Russia. And the NHL teams are upping their security after Russian players received death threats both in their DMs and in real life. CCM Hockey will stop using Alex Ovechkin and other Russian players in the global marketing. On top of that, the Washington Capitals' Capital One Arena, or, sorry, Capital One Arena, are not allowing any fan signs regarding Ukraine and or Russia. On the end, of, on the other end of the spectrum, Winnipeg versus Montreal. Winnipeg had a Ukrainian chorus sing both the Canadian and Ukrainian national anthem before the match, and I loved that. That was cool as shit to see. Uh there's a huge stat for uh, Winnipeg. It was like. A huge, like, 40% of the population in Winnipeg are Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah, I cool. thought that was cool to see, too. Yep. Uh, and the UEFA also have also suspended Russia from the international football, including the Men's 22 World Cup and Women's Euro 2022. Um, we're going to see more and more and more of this just come. And it happened just so quick. Um I just don't like the fact that these the Russian players are just getting like these death threats, you know, like
1: yeah, people are fucking psychos online. They think that they can just type whatever they want behind a keyboard, and you're never going to catch me, kind right. of thing. It's exactly. so
0: stupid, man. Like don't 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 do that shit. Right? You know, now, these Russian players have nothing, nothing to do with what's going on. You know, it's yeah. just it's just disgusting to see. And uh, I don't know. This is all just the beginning. So this is like just kind of like COVID, where we're we're just trying to figure this out on the go. Like you know, what's the best move to do? Mm-hmm. You know.
1: And now uh some of these memes like they, they can get a little insensitive you know when it, when it comes to war and everything, but I thought the funniest one to me like it, it, it probably wasn't funny to like Ovechkin and like all these other people but the funniest one oh, to yeah. me was the year that the caps won the cup and uh Ovi's like meeting with Trump he's shaking hands and laughing and giggling with them and then they like they cut away and it's the ESPN commercial where he's a Russian spy I'm like that's hilarious <laughs> you know for someone to make that connection to put that together I thought that was good but. And Varlamov's
0: just like in the front yeah they're speaking like, hey, Russian to each it's, other it's, too. It's, 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 Oh, shit. In uh, more sad news uh, from what's going on, MLS has passed, which is Major League Soccer, has passed the NHL as the fourth most followed sport in the USA. Told you, man. Not a fan of that. Told you. Fuck it. People like soccer more than hockey?
1: Yeah, I told you. It's, it's the three M's. No one else gives a shit about hockey. This is dumb. No, that's just it, soccer's the most popular sport in the world. What do you mean this is dumb?
0: Which is dumb. It's okay. not even called soccer, by the way. Say soccer to a European, they're just like, You mean football? And then my head I'm just like, You mean American football? No. And they hate that too. Well they should because their sport was
1: made first and then Americans grab this ball that's a long object, that's <laughs> not a ball, that we call football that we really only kick like twice a g- like once in a while, you know what I mean? Like we don't really you kick. throw the thing. Like yeah, why is it football? <laughs> don't really me. use up it,
0: feet with the ball.
1: So American football to soccer or to, like, football mm-hmm. is what Finnish baseball is to American baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. All right. This is all you, bud. Yeah, this so is... I got a lot of absurd nonsense news here for us to catch up on. Absurd. Um, so in lacrosse, this is the, the craziest scores I've ever seen. The College of Idaho defeated Southern Oregon by a score of 42-2. And then the next weekend, they went on to defeat the University of Idaho 27-3. to this is absurd, especially since there isn't a two-point line in college. And they're just running up the score like this. I feel like it's kind of disrespectful. What yeah. do you think? Like,
0: you. So I'm not a huge lacrosse guy. You are. You sent me a bunch of stuff. And you sent me a video of some dude explaining this league especially where just, like, I don't know. And I was able to kind of interpret what he said with men's hockey league where, like, this league is, like, the New England Senior League of of lacrosse, where just like guys don't give a shit, they'll just they just disrespect people. They're running up, and then you have sticky Sox hockey, where everyone's friends. They just want to be like have mm-hmm. a good time. And if if one team's like doing better, the few of the be- like good players from one team will just go over help the other team because they all just want to have fun. And the way he explained that, I was, that's that's how I interpreted it. And I, this is the league that. Gets 42-2. to two. I, I literally had to ask you, I'm like, when you score a goal in lacrosse, how many points do you <laughs> yeah, get? And you're like, yeah, exactly, one? right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. In the
1: PLL, and I believe they had it in the MLL, in effect, before the MLL folded, there is a two-point line if you shoot from far enough out and you get two points for it. But yeah. I don't think that applies in college, and I think case in point was that uh, Bryant versus BU game that we covered last week where the long pole scored from his own end. I think he only got one goal for that one, you mm. know what I mean? And right. that would be from behind the two-point line. So, mm. But yeah, I just thought it was... Insane. insane to score to see like 42 to two is nuts that's, that's
0: nuts insane. i saw i i was i was gonna do notes on this for you because actually i had it in my notes and i specifically said chris notes on there yeah yep. and then the, the i was like let me just check out their instagram and i saw like literally i think it was a game before the game before that where it was, it was 27 to 3 and yeah. I'm like, whoa dude yeah. it's fucking blowing through him yeah for sure i don't
1: know Uh, Moving on though, the MLB is actually having a delayed season because the owners decided to lock with the players this week as their CBA contract from 2017 was set to expire this year. The owners and players could not reach an agreement thus far. The owners want to expand playoffs to include more teams because they get 100% of the TV revenue during playoffs and the players get a small portion once playoffs begin. And In exchange for this, the owners would lower the number of regular season games to 154 and implement a universal designated hitter rule. Two things that the players have been asking for. Um, and then the players want to raise the shrinking percentage of revenue going to players, along with many other issues that are mind-numbing and boring unless you're a baseball fan. They wanted to see tanking addressed across the league as well. Basically, billionaires want to get richer off the backs of the players who make up the entire league and would be nothing without them. Uh, and the players just want to even out the playing field and you know get their fair share of the money. And in any league, I will nine times out of ten side with the players over the owners. That's just how I feel.
0: Oh, I feel... Moving right along. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess these are my notes now, so you might as I might as well do it. There you go. Um, we've actually been talking about this as of like, as we're getting there. And I, I know it's March and it's snowy out, but we we're, get, we're getting toward golf season here. And with golf comes the Saudi Golf League, potentially. Potentially, <laughs> we are a hockey podcast still. By the way, uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, These are Chris's notes. Uh, The Saudi Golf League has been the talking point in the golfing world in 2022, and it doesn't appear to be going away. With reports being released daily about the players receiving huge money offers and signing non-disclosure agreements, the Saudi Arabian government has been accused of a bunch of human rights violations by watchdog groups around the world. Phil Mickelson says he is willing to get involved with the Saudi finance breakaway golf league to have leverage with the pga tour he also said the pga tour likes to pretend like it's a democracy but it's really a dictatorship they divide and conquer the concerns of the top players are very different from the guys who are lower down on the money list but there's a lot more of them uh they use the top guys to make their own situations better but the top guys don't have a say the Saudi Public Investment Fund is one of the largest sovereign wealth funds on the planet, and total assets are valued somewhere around $500 billion. Uh, based on the report, reported deals uh, being offered to players to consider a move to the Saudi Golf League, it also appears uh, to be earning a profit isn't chief concern of the Breakaway League that is trying to grow. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, and many others have come out saying they were going to start the league up Many of Mickelson's top sponsorships have been pulling uh, due to the, negos- the negative comments about the PGA. The Saudi Golf League seems to have players backing out left and right. And without 20 members, I don't believe it will have the leg to get off the ground. If this is the case, I wonder if Phil Mickelson, one of the PGA's top stars, will even be allowed back on tour. That's, uh, I like that. You added that. I like that question.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's in the shit house with the PGA for telling them that they're a dictatorship. Like that's kind of you know wild and out there, but mm-hmm. it's really not. The PGA doesn't exactly run things proper. Um, and then on top of that, now he is losing all of his sponsorships and money. He's mm-hmm. redacting his comments and taking everything back. But I don't know what that'll get him. We'll see. And I think Mickelson's like. It's just weird to come out with a comment like that before mm-hmm. you know that the thing is set in stone. Set like we're good stone. to go, you know. Right, right. Because right. you are now putting yourself on an island, and all the other players are going to be like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right. We should just go back and play PGA. Nuts." But it is weird to see you get into all these ethical and, and moral dilemmas of, is it okay to work for a country, you know, a, uh, how do I say it? I guess a, a government entity that's you know getting their money from whatever, you know, right, exactly, not,
0: not exactly ethical shit. We have been going down uh, some golf rabbit holes as of late. You're the one who brought up uh, Brooks Kepper and Bryson DeChambeau, who I've never heard before in my life. and I'm now like a, um, a Bryson DeChambeau guy. You're a Brooks Kepper guy. So we're on like two episodes of the Spectrum here. But I don't know. How do you feel about this league, by the way? Uh, I Why think, is this a big thing?
1: Also, I think it's because the PGA doesn't like respect. The, I think PGA is similar to MLB. It's billionaires wanting to make more off millionaires. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just not respecting their players, and uh, yeah. this is their way of creating a new league
0: to compete. But I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, for as long as I've known, I thought PGA was like the only professional league for golf. And the more we're doing this, more it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a bunch of others. Just like that waste management league, where
1: that's just a tournament. That's part of the PGA as well. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, was, yeah there's, there's those league. are sponsored tournaments. But lastly, I got some NFL news. This is Michigan Wolverines linebacker David Ojabo. Um, He actually didn't step foot on a football field until his junior year of high school. He was born in Nigeria and moved to Scotland when he was seven, and then moved to Blairstown, New Jersey by himself at the age of 15 to play basketball for a high school. Holy shit. And then a couple of years later, he transitioned to football and received dozens of offers from colleges across the U.S. While playing for Michigan this past year, he recorded 35 tackles and 11 sacks. And this month... This month, he's going to be prepping for the NFL Combine. Oh so just an awesome come up story. up story. That was pretty cool to see. Someone a like completely out of the blue, like unexpected. Now he's going to be a stud. Hopefully. I like that.
0: That's yeah. cool as shit. Damn.
1: Seven years old by yourself. Let me move to this other country. 15, 15. So he moved to Scotland with his family when he was seven, and then when he was 15, he moved to the United States by himself.
0: Oh, nuts. oh okay. Nuts. And then moved to Blistown, New Jersey. That's nuts. You know what you feel about New Jersey.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's all I got for this episode. You cool if we wrap it up? Yeah, You um, got a shot to take. I don't want to do it. And don't do it. Do I can't. It. I can't do it. I'm not feeling too well. I think uh, we need to
0: get off the air before I. Not feeling it right yeah, now. Yeah, blow
1: some chunks, dude. <laughs> I'm not feeling right right now.
0: It's gonna be a short one today, boys and girls. Uh, let me. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it because I said I was gonna do it. This it, thing's hilarious. I don't have any nips. I don't want to do the SoCo or anything, and here we are. This is this is the bottom of the barrel because I refuse to do tequila. It's called Four Loco pregame. It's uh Four Loco shot lemonade. And, I think it's uh, just going to be like regular Four Loco, but they put it in that. For and everyone stuff. who wants to see, this is Ooh, look what at the glare. There you go. Like. That's good. Yeah, that's funky. And uh, down the head. I asked you for a shot glass, and you're like, no, just drink it like a man. <laughs> And here I am. <laughs> I didn't say drink it like a man. I
1: said drink it straight out of that thing. Like you were, a man. You were like, yeah, do it like a man. Oh <laughs> God. I, I just take a swig. Take the rest home with you. I don't want that in my house. At your anymore? water
0: bottle, because I need to. Yeah, here you go. Just in case. I'm afraid to. It's fuck. not cracked. No, no, no. Because I need to. Cheers. We'll cheers oh. with the. Oh, bottle.
1: all right. I'm not taking a sip though. No,
0: that's fine. Anything. Can oh my set God, me that off. stinks, bro. Let's do it. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. look cook, 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 That's good, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Dude, I never. Oh no, no, no. At first it was like no, and then it was like. "Hmm, Dude, I can
1: smell it from here. It's gonna set me off. It's gonna set me off in a minute, dude. We gotta go. Okay, we gotta
0: go. (laughs) Alright, oh god. No, you can't send us out. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in, especially you Spotify and Apple listeners and for everyone helping us out on our YouTube channel, Around the Boards, uh, for liking and subscribing. Uh, if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel uh, for you Apple and Spotify listeners, go check us out at, again, Around the Boards on YouTube. Uh, I will be having 2 uh, miked Up with Matt episodes coming up soon, hopefully. Uh, but with that said, uh, let's wrap up uh, – Episode 61. And with that said, everyone have a good night. We'll see you all next week. Anything you want to say? Peace. Peace.